All right. This is Com Experience Sci-Fi. Welcome to episode 24. It's June 4th. We are live from Birmingham, Michigan. It's Mark Myers, Nick Moretti, the ultimate Brad Levin, and Richie Rollins here to tell you about the, oh yes, and Denver at the controls. This week we're going to talk about the worst of the worst because we're still going to go watch them, but we're going to tell you what sucks about them. Why don't you tell us what we are drinking this week? Oh, yes. Start off with our A Belgian-style wheat ale brewed with pureed cherries called Tongue Tied Cherry Saison from Rochester Mills Beer Company. It is uh, looking for my ABV, and I'm not seeing it. Yet another must be under 4.2, or they'd have to tell us. Well, that's a sad state of affairs. Let's try it. It looks beautiful. Mm. Has great color. Has nice head. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, where's the where's the the, the drum crash? (laughs) And it's it's very good. This is good. And it's not overly cherry-ish. Nope, it's very good. I I agree with you. There's just a just enough of the cherry. In fact, the can makes it look like it's a cherry soda. Yeah, it, it gives but, the gives you the idea that it's going to be like one of those lambics. Cherries, that the we've cherries had. just enough so you know it's there. Yeah, but it's, you it's, still it's, enjoy the beer flavor. Really, absolutely. Ah, and, best in choice. <laughs> Richie, what do you think? It's good. It's good. It's good. All right. And it's from a local company yes. right down the road. Very local, Rochester Mills Brewery, uh, Beer Company. That's my hometown. Is it? For all you soccer's out there, it's my hometown. That's nice. Okay. I live there now. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I love going to the city of Rochester Mills. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a serious crowd here, folks. They start drinking beer. And oh. All hell breaks loose. All right, well, let's... If, Let's uh, bring it down even further. Uh, we we got to talk, even though this isn't really directly related to uh, comic books or sci-fi. Yes. Uh, we got to talk about uh, the great Muhammad Ali passed away. Indeed. Nick, I know you're a big boxing oh. fan. Yes. Uh, Muhammad Ali, um, I'm not sure about recent times, but he actually lived right here in the state of Michigan. Um, oh, for on a, the west side. Yeah, for, yeah a long, for a long, long time. Like in Muskegon, right? Kalamazoo. I, I honestly don't know. Kalamazoo. But, um, Kalamazoo I did uh, actually meet Muhammad Ali, although he didn't quite meet me. Um, maybe about <laughs> twelve years ago, he was. We call the, that stalking. He was oh, at the disease, yeah. Disease. He was at the Gibraltar Trade Center signing autographs, and I waited in line for about three and a half hours with my uncle. And uh, you know, as we got closer, he was he he pretty much looked down at the table and he had a little shake in his hands. But you know, the fans would come up and he'd sign stuff. Every now and then, a fan would come up with a kid, and and ask Ali to take a picture with the kid. And Ali would suddenly leap out of his seat and he's moving around like the old Ali. And it's so you know his mind or his body might have been a little bit debilitated, but certainly he was all there was for it, sure. Was it Parkinson's or MS? Parkinson's, yes, okay. yes. Yeah. And so when I finally got up there to my turn, you know, he was looking down at the table and his 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 assistant said, you know, I handed the assistant the famous shot of Ali standing over Sonny Liston in the second fight over him, uh, knocked out on his back. Whether or not he would, took a dive, we'll never know. And uh, the, the assistant said, what do you want him to say? And I just said, to Nick. 
So Ali took his shaking hands and he signed to Nick, Muhammad Ali. And I just said, hello, Muhammad. And he signed it. And then I took his hand and I said, thank you, Muhammad. And he never really made eye contact with most of the people, I think just because of his physical situation. And that was it. So I have that signed picture of Muhammad Ali. I wouldn't dream of selling it just because the greatest has passed on. I'll treasure it all the more. So that's my Muhammad Ali story. And his daughter is still uh, still fighting? I don't don't know if she's still fighting or not. Uh, She might be promoting or doing something. She might be on the next Celebrity Apprentice or something. Who knows? Oh, okay. (laughs) I don't know. Talk talk of her going to the MMA. Oh, which will hopefully feature Trump as the host uh, once again. (laughs) (laughs) Only if he's in the ring and he accidentally gets a foot to the to the giblets. Right. What about the famous uh, Superman versus Muhammad Ali comic book? We got to talk about that a little bit. That's a good one, Denver. Yes, in the in the mid seventies, Marvel and DC both published these oversized comic books. Usually, Marvel called them the Marvel Treasury editions, and they would reprint old. But every now and then they do an original story. The first Spider-Man versus Superman Marvel DC crossover was in a Treasury edition that they collaborate on. I think DC's called it like first edition special or something. Yeah, some kind of, you know, highfalutin name. But yeah, there was one. And I never did read the story, although I have flipped through it at the comic shows. uh, Muhammad Ali versus Superman. And Muhammad Muhammad Ali, I believe, wins. (laughs) 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 So there you go. He's the greatest. He's the greatest, greatest, man. Come on. Float like a butterfly, sting like a bee. Yeah. Okay, in other news this week, uh, we found out uh, at the beginning of the week that The Rock is going to be playing Doc Savage for Shane Black in a new movie. Uh, we got any Doc Savage fans out there? No. <laughs> not, I know not who at all. he is, but I love, yeah. the, I love The Rock, so anything he's in, I love. Well, yeah. he's, he's if cool. The Rock is going to be it, Doc Savage, I'm sure there will be. He's supposed Doc to be Savage like an fans. Indiana yeah. Jones style character. Yeah, right? he was actually in the pulp magazines in the 20s yeah, he's and 30s. A pulp hero, exactly. One what I read was that he was uh, essentially raised by his scientist father and other scientists to be like a superhuman, but without any real powers. He's just super smart and super physically fit. Hmm. You know, so he's a, you know, like a precursor. They called to him the Man the of Bronze, I believe, was his tag. I'm not sure what that refers to. I don't know if he was actually made of bronze. And so I was never sure. Doc Savage. Well, The Rock looks kind of bronze ish, <laughs> so, you know, that makes sense, right? And remember, if you like the race, it's not racism. I <laughs> All right. In other casting news, uh, Sir Anthony Hopkins is going to be gracing the next Transformers movie alongside Excellent. Marky Mark. As himself or as a as just his Eric? voice? Oh, you mean uh, uh, his body? You mean? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, he wouldn't be playing himself. I, I can't well, you know, no, I, no, you know what I mean. Is he is he's he playing be, a human character? Is he going to be voicing? No, a, I don't uh, think he's a, a robot. Or Mega lector. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I need some oil. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, uh, let's see. The other big uh, scuttlebutt of the week is the Rogue One extensive reshoots that are going on this summer. Apparently, they did a test screening. It didn't go too well, so they're spending about a month uh, doing reshoots. Did you guys hear? You know, that's expected with almost every big movie these days. You know, they start doing their test screenings, and they figure, oh, shoot, we need some, you know, test, you know, some new footage shot. And every big movie is done like that now. 
Right. It's like they, they, don't, they don't just it. let it go they, the way the writers want it. They, they put that it. in the budget. They want to make sure that it's going to make money, so they're willing to spend an extra few million to and make get like the three or four endings to right. the movie and see how each ending right plays. because that's going to make that's going to sell DVDs anyways. A lot of people are expecting other extended things. I know that when we watch DVDs. We absolutely love the cut scenes and the and the gag reel and sometimes it seems like the gag reel is forced. Have you ever watched a gag reel and they're like literally making jokes and they're just Stay cracking on themselves target. Up. Well, Stay but on that's target. but that's what we're talking about. We're talking about shooting extra stuff that's well, not just the movie. It's not just cutting floor stuff. I think they're doing it as a as a marketing ploy. No, I think they're strictly doing it based off of the audience. No, that's right. What I mean, marketing. They want the movie to sell, so they're saying, "Is this any good?" No. Okay, shit. Reshoot it. Rewrite. Do it again. I don't think they want to reshoot so that they get bonus material. Well, it is pretty. It all depends. Are you saying Star Wars doesn't need too much extra marketing gimmicks to make people go see it? Are you saying the outtakes are almost like they're planned? outtakes. So they they're actually planned. Have you seen any animated any animated movie outtakes? They must be planned. Well, on topic of this movie, um, I think it's Mm -hmm. you could look at it a negative and a positive. Negative in the sense that, uh uh-oh, why didn't they get it right? But positive that they have enough care with the franchise that they're going to make sure they do get it right. And they have time to do it. It's the Force Awakens was awesome. There is is that perspective, but who is the audience? Right. Everybody. I mean, who who they bring in for this audience to do this? This is actually a good point. Richard is making a good uh, point. Who did they test market? Well, they tried to do it to, to a mixture, I would guess, a wide demographic swath. But everyone's the audience for Star Wars, so in theory, yeah, yeah, and they've got those test screens. They just didn't bring in a bunch of old people, right? <laughs> <laughs> a bunch of old women. Yeah, yeah remember that? Not that old people in this movie. There are people who have not seen Star Wars. Where's Obi Wan? I want to see Obi Wan again. Um, I'm hearing though. I'm hearing the rumor that this movie's supposed to end like ten minutes before Episode Four is supposed to begin. <laughs> so right, so it's a, a direct sequel. So this leads right into that. I, I heard. That, I heard they get the plans to Leia while they're in a diner just before Honey Bunny and Pumpkin are about to rob the diner. Garçon <laughs> <laughs> <Dust on> coffee. Going <laughs> to call it science fiction. Paul Wars. Paul Wars. Yeah. Oh man. Science fiction. Nice. All right. In one of the stranger news items, uh, apparently back in the '80s there was a Land of Oz amusement park, and it's been closed essentially yeah. since then. Oh. But they are reopening it this summer for a couple of weekends. Wow. Wasn't that Michael Jackson's property? That was never. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wasn't that like one of the, they thought was one of the most haunted. Uh, amusement parks, the Oz Park. Yeah. No, the Michael yeah. Jackson Park. Well, <laughs> there was different ghosts in those. Yeah, uh, a whole different story there. Homes, yeah. <clears throat> it was a thriller. <laughs> <laughs> so no, no interest in taking a uh, comic spirit and sci-fi road trip well, down to the land I, of Oz. I in might North take Carolina. a hot air balloon ride. I'm not sure if I'm interested wow, in trying they, to ride yeah. out a uh, ride out a, a tornado. Uh, be hauled away by uh, flying monkeys, assuming there are either enough or big enough ones to carry me. Or have a witch throw fireballs at you. Yeah, that's no good. Although I am all about throwing pails of water at bitches. I'm good about that. Um, Witches. (laughs) Oh, witches, witches, witches. I'm sorry. They must have really cleaned it up because I did see pictures of it was overgrown. Yeah, I imagine it was. All the abandoned amusement park. But is there really that much interest in Oz these days? Are they coming out I, with a movie? I think or? there's still a, a quite a yeah. diehard Wizard of Oz following. Yeah. So. I mean, that thing with... Um, How about that show on HBO? 
<laughs> that's a whole different, different kind of Oz. Oz. No. We're not that talking Oz. about Oz in Australia. Yeah, not talking about, about Dr. Oz. That's a different kind no. of Pick thriller. up that soap, Dorothy. Damn <laughs> <laughs> it. No. You're on the wrong side of the cell block, bitch. <laughs> uh, All right, we've got mm-hmm. uh, some... Uh, Interesting Ghostbusters news. Interesting. Uh, on July, or no, June 8th, that's uh, this upcoming Wednesday. Okay. Four days. Uh, the original cast of Ghostbusters, the s- surviving cast members, are going to be on Jimmy Kimmel Live along with the, the new cast of Ghostbusters. What about Rick Moranis? Is he going to be there? No, but Annie Potts will be. <laughs> What she, about uh, Ghostbusters? How may I help you, <laughs> Janine? <laughs> no, I haven't heard anything about uh, Sigourney he was, Weaver. Was she the, was not a Ghostbuster. Well, technically, he, so. well, then neither was so, Uranus. Also in the news, I mean, uh, uh, Dan Aykroyd gave the new film a glowing endorsement this week as well. He said he stands really? totally behind it. Said it was great. Yeah, as he's he was counting he, his paycheck. Yes, he's, yeah. he's <laughs> been behind it for a while. I heard an uh, interview with him over a year ago. I got a feeling it's going to be. He liked good. I think it's going to be funny. I do. I well, hope so. Well, the the Dan Aykroyd thing you got to take with a grain of salt because he, as the creator, sure. he is a producer on the movie. So the the more money it makes, the more money he's going to get. Right. But the one thing that did kind of convince me that uh, Aykroyd was quick to point out is Bill Murray had rejected every script right. that he had sent him, and he's in this. And one. this is the only one where he actually agreed to participate. So oh, okay. he took that as a good sign. Yeah. Or Bill thought he was going to die, and he's like, I just better do this. <laughs> well, he, he, he did do a movie with uh, Melissa McCarthy. Um, what was it? St. Vincent? Oh, that's right. St. Vincent. Yeah, oh, which was so a good movie. That yeah. was a good movie. And that yeah. was good. And so I think there was that relationship Is he there. playing Vinkman, or is he playing somebody no, else? No, all the original cast is going to be in the movie, but playing different characters. Ah, okay. So they're not reprising their, their yeah. roles. So okay. this is a separate universe okay. from the original. Okay, no out. relation to the original. Correct. Yeah. Okay. But in the trailer, they make a comment about 30 years ago. Right, exactly. What's all that about? I think that's just a marketing ploy. Yeah. 30 yeah. years ago, we made this 30, movie you're about 30 Ghostbusters. Years older, so now we're going to reboot right. it. Exactly. <laughs> so 30 years ago, you, you were young. You may remember this story, or you're not old enough to remember the Stay Puft Marshmallow they Man. Alluded, either they way. alluded that like other Ghostbusters right, exactly. were, were around then. That you know? was my chief complaint about that trailer based on the, the premise that it's a total reboot. Well, let's wait yeah. and see when the movie yeah. comes out. We'll find out for sure. Uh, they are going to be uh, re-releasing Ghostbusters, the original Ghostbusters, uh, in theaters across the country on that same night, June 8th, and then they're uh, they're going to repeat it again June 12th. Um, so you can see Ghostbusters on the big screen, kind of, I guess, get the hype machine going for the, the, the reboot here. And I'd like to say that I like the second one a lot. I think it's really funny and really good. The yeah. Statue of Liberty thing was a little silly, but the rest of it I thought was hilarious. I, I laughed think it a lot. it paled in comparison. I guess in some know. ways, yeah. But the belly laughs were there f- for sure it's for me. Like, it's yeah. like yeah. Casino and Goodfellas. Casino would have been a much better movie if Goodfellas <laughs> never existed. <laughs> yeah, because it had a lot yeah. to stack up against. Yeah, I don't agree with that, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> okay, for the love of Spock, which is the uh, Leonard Nimoy documentary mm. that his son is doing, that is getting a uh, release. They just announced it will be hitting the theaters on September 9th, which is almost exactly 50 years after the very first Star Trek episode premiered, uh-huh. which is September 8th. So uh, they haven't really shown any footage from the, the new movie. I think it did play at Tribeca. 
But uh, it must be good if it's getting a theatrical release. Wow. Did it get any Rotten Tomatoes reviews yet? If it played at Trebek, shouldn't have somebody have reviewed it? Uh, We'll have to look that up. I don't know. I do have a quick Leonard Nimoy story. Back when they had Star Trek conventions here locally in Detroit, uh, he was one of the guests one year. And uh, it was right. It was in 1989, right after Star Trek V, like the very weekend it was released. And uh, he gets up at the podium, and he's got a newspaper in front of him, and he goes, I've been reading your Detroit Free Press. <laughs> Just like Spock. <laughs> and it got a bad, you know, of course it got not too great of reviews, although I do have an affection for it. Um, but I asked him a question and he called on me and I just said, you know, do you have any advice for someone wanting to get into show business? He's like, yeah, don't get into show business, of course, he would say. But, you know, he just gave you the usual work hard, be good, blah, right. blah, blah. But, yeah, so Muhammad Ali and Leonard Nimoy, and look what happened to them. <laughs> They're dead. Yeah, stay away from <laughs> stay away from Nick, everybody. Yeah, you're the kiss of death, dude. <laughs> I am not giving you an autograph. Oh shit! Yeah. Big die from, soon and don't prosper. Bigs from Star Wars is doomed. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of which, check out our uh, YouTube page, and you can uh, uh, our YouTube channel, and you can see Nick's interview with. Uh, What's his name? Garrick. Garrick. Uh, Ho- yeah, Hogan? Hoagland or? Hagen. Hagen. From uh, Star Wars as uh, Biggs Darklighter. Very nice man. Okay, we've got um, some other release news. There is, are you guys familiar with the kids? There was like a group of kids and their favorite movie was Raiders of the Lost Ark. And in the 80s, they set about recreating the movie shot for shot with their friends in their backyard and in their neighborhood. Really? And, uh, shot on video. Shot on VHS camcorders, uh, just low, no budget, you know, just for fun. It was really, people are calling it the first fan film ever made. Okay. Well, it's being released on VOD, uh, not the movie itself, but a documentary about those guys and the whole process, because I guess it took them years and years to put together. Um, and it's called... Raiders, uh, where? Oh yeah, Raiders, the story of the greatest fan film ever made. Was so, it actually ever completed? Oh yeah, yeah, it was completed, and they wrote a book about it. And then oh, I, I okay. guess the documentary, I think, is based off of okay, off Very the good. book they wrote. So there's going to be tons and tons of footage um, from their little fan film. And if you go online, uh, what they did was they released. A, uh, a a recut trailer. Oh. So they took the original Raiders trailer and then they recut it using footage from this fan film, oh, and it's okay. actually really great. And 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 they do a, a split screen so you can see the two side by side. It's just hilarious. Um, and so I don't know how good it's going to be. It's not really getting a wide theatrical release, so that's usually a sign that it's for a more of a niche audience. But sure. I think that audience is us and the people that you know watch <clears throat> this and listen to this. Oh, and so. even people who are amateur filmmakers or have an interest in filmmaking, it's it, yeah, it's something I think anybody could enjoy. Stuff like that's always fun to yeah, watch. Yeah, if they really talk about how they did it these days, anybody, almost anybody, can make a movie and publish it. Right. With YouTube. I don't see why you shouldn't uh, encourage young people to go out there and and they did it explode for the their it. creativity and go ahead and push it out there and see what they can do. Yeah, and back then it was even more difficult. You don't have digital like you right. do now. We just dump everything into the computer. They were going, you know, using two VCRs, going oh, back yeah. and forth, you know. 
So it's oh, uh, yeah, I remember very those, days. those were the days, huh? Yes, yes, the good old bad days. <laughs> My question is, how are they going to do the stuff when it? How they, I don't know if I did you see the movie or I've never uh, seen. I wonder it. how they did the melting scene. Yeah. Oh, when the when the Nazis melted yeah. when they opened the ark. Hey, come on, spoilers. Oh darn! <laughs> <laughs> if, if if somebody out there hasn't seen Raiders of the Lost Ark by now, call me. I'll buy you the video. I'll buy the. Blu-ray. Call me. I'll tell you you're an idiot. <laughs> uh, yeah, call him instead. That sounds much better. All right, so we didn't get a lot of new trailers this week, uh, but did you guys have a chance to check out the uh, the trailer for Monster Trucks? Oh, yeah. That, coming out next year. Yes, that yeah. looks really cool. That reminds me of... um. For, for those of us who haven't seen it, tell us uh, what the basic gist of this, the story this, is. Somehow there's like this monster hiding out in this big like kind of like monster-looking truck, uh, and this dude finds it. And apparently, the, this monster living in this truck it gives this truck kind of special powers. Oh, and God. it's always it's a play on the old monster truck toy, but it's uh, it's showing that there's actually a monster in the truck, you know, that's creating the. the you mean like to- monster? Why didn't I think monster? of that? Yeah. But there's really a but, monster in the truck. Yes. So when the when the truck does tricks and it's, and it's super the, jumps, it's and the monster it's causing the monster it. Doing it. Yes. Okay. It looks like a great family film. It's okay. goofy and fun. It's starring uh, Jane, uh, Lucas, Lucas Till yes. from from X Men. Yeah, he plays, plays Havoc, Havoc, and he's also the new MacGyver. Yeah. yeah Isn't yeah. that other kid from X Men First Class in it too? The one that could fly when he screamed. Banshee. 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 I thought he was the other kid he in might the trailer. Be. I, I'm not. I'm not 100. percent Yeah, interesting. I we'll thought have to that go was back him. and rewatch. So now this is a live action movie. Yes. Yes. Oh, okay. this, it reminded me when I was watching. I was like, this looks like a William Deere film. Remember him, <laughs> the guy, the guy that did uh, Harry and Henderson and Angels in the Outfield. Because oh, yeah. in the trailer, Danny Glover's in it. Yes. Because he was in yeah. Angels in the Outfield. Yeah. So I was like, is this a William Deere film? Because it reminded me. It reminded me of sort of like a late 80s, early 90s kind of movie. Yeah. See, yeah. I was getting kind of a uh, Disney. Vibe, you know, when okay. all their their yeah. live action movies yeah. where it was kind of fun and goofy. Escape to Witch Mountain. Yeah, yeah nothing yeah. too serious. What, wasn't Angels in the Outfield demanding. a Disney movie? Yeah, it was actually. There you go. All right, so that comes out in 2017. Uh, the only real new trailer uh, besides that was for the Batman versus Superman Ultimate Edition. All right. And that's going to be coming out on July 19th on Blu-ray, and I think a little bit earlier than that for digital. Were they going to? I thought they were going to do a theatrical release of that, too. I guess they deemed it not uh, financially. It seems like this trailer or this extra footage is going to focus a lot about what happened in Africa. About the deaths that Superman caused in Africa. From what I saw in the trailer. How much longer is it? I think they're saying it's about a half an hour nice. longer. Yeah. And then they show a shot of Jenna Malone. They explain, like, uh, well, they don't want to go into it, but she plays a character in the movie. There was a rumor that she was playing Robin with red hair from the Dark Knight comic book, but she's obviously, I, I don't think, know if she is. I but think everyone's pretty much uh, sure that she's playing Batgirl, even though she might not be Batgirl yet. They just show a universe. quick shot of her saying something in the trailer, and she has blonde hair and glasses. Yeah, she's talking to Lois Lane. And a little inside scoop, uh, we, we know uh, one of the actors who did a scene with Jenna Malone, and they were supposed to be in Washington, D.C. when Lois Lane is going to investigate the, the bullet casing uh. that she finds. Um, so there's a whole, uh, yeah, whole Jenna Malone subplot that they cut out. And like Mark's saying, you've got all the Africa stuff that was so glossed over that in the theatrical yeah, version, it, it was like, oh, who cares, you know? Yeah. So right. I'm hoping that half-hour footage will 
you know. Can you imagine if that made the movie awesome? Can you imagine how stupid they would look, you know, just by, why didn't we release this originally? You know? I really liked the movie, but that's all. Well, I mean, there was definitely great stuff in Batman the movie. Stuff was great. Uh-huh. Yeah, Batman was yeah. awesome, but it just—I think there was just too many holes and too much stuff that seemed glossed over. That hopefully, with this half hour, it'll no. flesh it out. Well, and also, I—you know—it is supposed to be part one, so that's why I didn't, you know, have too much. I, I was demanding of it content-wise. I was just happy with what was there. So. Yeah, yeah, and and in other <clears throat> semi-related news. Uh, Ben Affleck did go on the record and say that his solo Batman movie is going to tell an original story, uh, not an original. An origin story, wasn't it? No, no. It was going to be a a story that had not yet been seen on screen. Cool. But it was going to be based on a comic book storyline. Excellent. So we're not going to get another rehash of the Joker how he became good, Batman good. or something. <laughs> yeah. So, Maybe yeah. something with yeah. Hush or something. They don't need to do that anymore. Yeah, we all know who Batman is. Right. You know who Superman is. So it's going to be a uh, it's going to be a new kind of villain involved maybe. Like Hush or something. I'm assuming, because he said it it, it hasn't been seen (laughs) before. (laughs) Q. (laughs) Batmite. It's time for Batmite to enter the scene. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, we've got uh, some TV news. Um, There's a new show coming to FX called Legion. And this Uh. is is, uh, based on the character, uh, and I'm drawing a blank on the character's name, but he's uh, Charles Xavier's son. In the comic books, oh. so there's, they don't think it's going to be directly related to the movies. They're going to just take the character and his storyline and spin it off into its own, you know, mutant universe for TV. Um, what's got me excited is the showrunner and creator is Noah Hawley, who did the last two seasons of Fargo, which if you guys haven't oh. seen it. Is a great, great show. One of the okay. best shows on TV. Is that right? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yes. And, uh, I love the movie. It stars Dan yeah. Stevens, who was in Downton Abbey. Um, you know, I'm kind of disappointed at this because I was hoping he would take over for Hugh Jackman as Wolverine. He would have been a good Wolverine. Oh, but he could. Yeah, but Wolverine's not giving up that role anytime. Oh, yeah, he is. No, I thought he is. Yes, yeah, this is his last movie. Is the, movie the, I, I, the thought he, I thought he said he'd play that role as long as they wanted him. Apparently. Well, no. he's going to do one last the, starring role. Okay. He, he may he's shooting appear. it right now. Yeah. Wolverine. A solo Wolverine movie? Yes, and that's his, that's, his last, yeah. that's his last appearance as Wolverine. That's what he no, said. No, he's going now to. Now you know better than he's that. He's going to appear in other movies and supporting roles. Because they're already talking about... Well, then great, then. They're already talking about <laughs> reuniting the original well, X-Men But if cast. he was quitting, Dan Stevens would have been a great Wolverine. Yeah, and what's the... Uh, he was from Downton Abbey. Uh, and he was in The Guest. Matthew Crowley. Oh, okay. He starred in nice. The Guest, yes, which was, was a in the guest. great action yeah, Totally thriller. different role from Downton Abbey, so you know he's got some good versatility. Nice. And uh, the cast, the supporting cast is crazy. we got uh, Aubrey Plaza from Parks and Rec. She's in wow. this. From uh, Dirty Grandpa. And Dirty Grandpa, uh, yep. And the upcoming uh, one with Zach Efron where they're, the two brothers got to get oh, dates, dates for the wedding. yes. Yep. The trailer looks, looks hilarious. Yeah. Um, and Gene Smart is also in it. Wow. And she was in season two of Fargo. Fargo, okay. yes. And she was awesome. The matriarch she, of that Yeah, she played kind of the villain. Nice. And Good so, for her. Yeah, she's going strong. Good for Gene. Um, so I don't know exactly when that's coming out, but it, 
the show has been greenlit. They did the pilot. Fox gave it the, the thumbs up, so that should be coming soon. Um, last night was the official premiere of Outcast, which is the show we've been talking about for a while. This was created by Robert Kirkman, who oh. who uh, wrote the who writes still the the comic book The Walking Dead. Right. Created it. He's uh, was this is this show, show. Uh, from a comic book or just just original content for TV? No, this was from a comic book, but it's a little bit different. I heard an interview with him, and he was talking about how The Walking Dead when they started adapting it, those issues were six seven years old. So he was he had no qualms with them rewriting it because you know in his mind is like i can improve and i can make it a lot better you know now that i've you know matured as a writer so this one's a little different in that he's created the comic book simultaneously as the tv show interesting so he was writing the pilot oh, so while he was writing the, the book same time yeah right because after the success of the first season of the walking dead right. somebody said hey what else do you got you know sure and so he started working on it. So I, you can all watch it now. I did post it a while back on our Facebook page, but just it's on YouTube. It's it's everywhere. You can see it for free. Uh, unfortunately, the show's on Cinemax. So if you want to watch the rest of it, but I will say it's pretty darn good. The pilot is directed by um, what's the the your next guy and the guest uh, Adam Weingart. Weingart, yep. yes. So it's really well directed. So if they can continue that on through the rest of the shows, it'll be interesting. And here's what I liked about it the most. It was an Exorcist movie, essentially, because it looks and feels like a movie, that was totally different and unique. It wasn't the typical, Nick, what's the, what's the typical Exorcist uh, or Exorcism storyline? Somebody gets possessed, and they think that they're not possessed. Young girl, you know, going through puberty. They think they're just going nuts. They really think they're faking it? And so... They think they're crazy. Well, all women are crazy, at least Mm -hmm. until the age of 26. That's a known fact in a woman. Then then it's not an exorcist movie. They're just crazy. (laughs) Okay. So this totally flips it, because it's told from the, the point of view of a guy who everyone in his life, all the... The women in his life keep getting possessed. So it starts as a young boy. By proximity to this guy. Right. Oh. And so it's a it's kind of a cool premise because it makes you wonder what the hell's going on. Because his mother gets possessed and he's got to basically beat the hell out of her to protect his sister. And then so we see that in flashbacks. Okay. And we see him now. He's all disheveled and you don't know really what the problem is. And we find out at the very end, I won't spoil it, but something else, another possession close in his life happens. And so he starts working with a local priest or uh, pastor, and he goes and helps him, you know. So he's a conduit? That's the the cool thing about it. Okay, they they, don't really say. They just kind of set this premise up. And at one point, yeah, the the longer they leave it to our imagination, the better it actually is for the show. Yeah, well, it makes you you know right? want to see what's speculation next. speculation causes people to talk about it, and it's that talk that gets it out there onto the the, the social media, gets people to yep. see it, gets everybody to go. So that's actually a really good idea. Yeah, and it, so it was really well done. And it's just called Outcast. Outcast. I can I can search yep. for Outcast. Yeah, just. Look and, on YouTube, and, and go on our it. Facebook channel, okay. yeah, whatever. He, he might then, get the Outcast band. 
that's all right. I, I, Get some I, music I, videos. I think I got videos. drunk to them once well, I think that's or what twice. The, I think that's with a K, so this yeah. one. Uh, um, <laughs> also on TV news, uh, for anybody who hasn't seen Preacher, uh, the pilot yet, now is the time because next Thursday, the 9th, will be episode 2, no, and you don't want to miss it. Sunday at 9. No, I thought it's the 9th. It's not the 5th. It's the 9th. I'm sure I saw it. Okay, nope. well, I'll, if it's Sunday, it's, then that's even they better. Took, they took a week I, off. Right. Two weeks ago was the premiere. Yeah. Last week, because of the holiday, they they didn't run any new episodes. The fifth. And so uh, this hmm. week, whether it's I Thursday or Sunday, um, either way, hurry up and see it. Yeah. 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 Definitely watch the pilot because it's uh, episode two is coming up, and you definitely don't want to miss it. Yeah, it's on AMC. You can watch it online. Yep. Again, that's for no free charge. Anyway, no charge. No registration. Do it. You but must it, see it. It's. Uh, I did get a chance to finally watch it, and what I liked about it was that uh, it's got that Seth Rogen kind of raunchy humor to it, but it's also very action-packed. There's a yeah. lot of great yeah. fight scenes. Yeah. And on top of that, there's a cool kind of supernatural right. level going yeah, on. Yeah, so yeah. you got really three great things at play here, yeah. the humor, the action, and the, the special effects. And yeah, the, I can't wait to see what Haley's Comet really is. Yes, keeps wiping people out. Yeah, 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 yeah. It, it's a great thing. Yeah, it's okay. pretty cool. Um, there were two new movies this week. Uh-huh. Um, well, actually, there was three. There was that chick flick with the Khaleesi, but oh, we won't talk about yeah, that. Yeah, um, Mark, did you see Popstar? That's yes. the new Andy Samberg, Lonely yeah. Island movie. Yeah. That was this week? It had some funny moments. It was done in a cinema or a documentary, pseudo documentary style. Yeah, kind of spoofing these Justin Bieber and you know all these other teen heartthrobs. Yeah, it had some funny moments. Uh, there was some raunchy moments, uh, but I just it didn't really speak to me because I'm not into that kind of music, you know. But uh, it had some funny moments. It's he, you know, he plays sort of like a. It's almost like it starts off. He's he was originally like in a. Um, uh, Beastie Boys type band, and they end up breaking up, and he ends up going on his own. He ends up becoming like a Justin Bieber type character, but he's really stupid. <laughs> I got that from the. And it's from, got a lot of stupid yeah, from the humor. Trailer, the trailer. He's obviously an idiot. And well, as soon as you say Justin Bieber, you don't have to explain. <laughs> but it, it's interesting. If I if I read the the trailer right, it's a uh, it takes a village to create a star. Yeah, that's the that's the premise. Yeah, and it's it's actually pretty funny because they they have their work cut out for him, or cut out for them because he does come off as a real turd. But it does. But it also came out like they're really struggling, you know, to um, push the comedy. It just it just I felt like it kept taking me out of the movie at times because I felt it just felt like they were just trying too hard to be funny, you know. We that watched Spinal Tap instead. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we won't spend too much time on it since it's not really uh, comic or sci-fi related, but it is one of the big Pure fantasy. So I did want to talk about it. Yeah, right. there, there's some fantasy elements to it. Okay. Um, the other big release is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2. Mm, purple Ooze. Which Out I did uh, go see last night. I took my yep, son to. Went to go see it. And Brad, what did you think? Um, that is a good question. Um, I liked it. There was a lot to complain about. But if you, as my father always used to tell me, accept the premise, you can enjoy it. Um, I think that uh, the, uh, what's this, uh, Stephen Amell? Yes. Casey Jones. Yes, Casey Jones. From the Arrow. He, um, he, 
I think he needs to stick with TV. Um, that's I'll I'll just say that. Um, I I actually like the Casey Jones character in the other areas. Uh, you know the other. <clears throat> TM, whatever, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. You mean the comic books? Venues, yeah, the, the comic books and the cartoons. He's a good character. Uh, this was not the case. Um, I was, I went to go see it with Q, and his basic reaction was, "Is it me or is Megan Fox still can't act?" And it's like, dude, she's not supposed to be there for acting. He says, "Well, that's good because she's not." Eye candy. Yeah, eye candy. Exactly. Um, the uh, the turtles were great. Um, uh, Rock, Steady, and Bebop were insane and hysterical. Um, Shredder was useless. Um, Tyler Perry needs an enema because it was like a giant Urkel uh, character, and I was like aggravated every time he was on screen. You know, it's bad when Megan Fox is out acting Tyler Perry. Oh my God! He was so over it wasn't the top. Tyler Perry's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I think it was. <laughs> Tyler I, Perry wow. needs to only be in drag. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. It, it's yeah. So he was a big disappointment. Um, Amel was kind of a disappointment. Um, not so much. He, I, I expect him to be harder around the edges. That's that's he he plays that character a lot better. But to play an innocent nitwit is really not his forte, and he should stay away from those kind of roles. Um, otherwise, I would recommend it. Uh, go see the matinee. Five bucks is fine. I paid six fifty, but what the fuck? Um, it was so much better than the first yes, live action yes, movie. That's, of that's the what. Oh my that's god! That's what it Q said. Thousand thousand <laughs> yeah, times. He said better. it was much better than the first one. He says, "Say what you will. It was much better than the first one." Um, it was visually beautiful and Krang, um, and as Mikey put it, um, a big piece of bubble yum with a face, which was hysterical because that was actually true. That's the last. I'll, I'll give you one last thing that I really hated about the movie. Brad Garrett needs to stay out of voiceover because it was <laughs> Brad Garrett. I, he couldn't. He couldn't even make the voice. Mark could have done a better job because Mark can do voices, wow. and you don't know it's Mark. Brad Garrett, on the other hand. As the world's greatest voiceover actor. Indeed. The problem is Brad Garrett's Krang sounded like Brad Garrett. Like, seriously, it's like, dude, get some helium or something. It was... Yeah, I'd rant, but we don't have the time. Suffice it to say, go see it, spend your five bucks, get some popcorn. It's a good movie for hanging out. Although I was in an empty theater with maybe five people and Q and his mom. I so. went last night and it was packed. It was really? sold out. Was it wow. all kids though? It was no. The couple next to me were adults. I oh, heard okay. this movie was for the kids who grew up watching the cartoon. Yes, that's what I heard. Because, but, but that's twenty years ago, so they're yeah. adults. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. But see, yeah. my son loved it. Okay, never watched the cartoon. Well, well, I guess anyone kids who kids are gonna already be into the turtles. Sure. So why not appeal to the older audience, which this did? There right. was a nice dig. At Vanilla Ice. Yes, there was. They uh, they were playing Ice Ice Baby, and Casey Jones walks over, smashes the jukebox, and pulls the CD out. Yeah, oh, that was hysterical. Because as we know, Vanilla Ice did the theme song. Go Ninja, too. go Ninja, go. Go Ninja, go Ninja, go. Right, exactly. Oh my, yeah. And even at the end credits, they played yeah. the original yep. theme song to Teenage Mutant, you know, Heroes in a Half Shell, right. Turtle Bower. So yeah. it was, yeah, it was great. And Nick, I know you and I have talked about this in the past, but whenever there's a computer animated characters, for some reason, well, I know why, they push those characters 
to the side and make them supporting characters, which they did in the first Ninja Turtles reboot. Yeah. They did that in the Smurf movies. They do that in the Transformers movies. Obviously, it's more money to computer generate the characters. Did you see the Transformer? Uh, Transformer uh, well, gag in it? Yeah, okay. Just so the point is, in this movie, they correctly made the turtles the main characters yeah, finally. The stars. Okay, good. And so, yeah, yeah so it was so much better just because of that alone. But yes, there was a nice uh, Transformers nod. A little homage there. Yes, yeah. uh, at, the, uh, at the beginning when they're doing the Halloween parade, you see this guy pop up as a Transformer and he's like, hey, nice costume. <laughs> nice. So, uh, so yeah, if you're a Ninja Turtles fan, <coughs> go see yeah, it. Definitely. If you have kids, go see it. Yeah. It's obviously not right, for well, everybody. I'm hearing if you're a fan of the original black and white comic books, you're not going to like it. Well, yeah, of course. I don't think, <laughs> I don't think, the, I don't think if you're a fan of the original comic book, I don't think you're going to like the comic, the cartoons, the right. original movies, you know. That's funny. So this is, I would say this is better than the original three oh, oh, blah, blah, blah. Ninja Turtles. Not Turtle even movies, in the same category. You know, because those were ooh, so bad. Yes, those they were, they were horrible. I, I tried Corey to, Haim. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's all you need to know. <laughs> yeah. I tried showing Fat. those originals to my daughter, and she's like, they're creepy looking. I'm scared. <laughs> yeah, the mouths. Yeah, the yeah. Bad, bad mouth action. Yeah. That was, yeah, we'll yeah. talk about that later. Okay, so on the topic of... Did those turtles have a license to drive? I, I don't think they were old enough. <laughs> <laughs> Corey Haim uh, joke. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Thank you. Um, what is it? The, uh, the trailer for Warcraft in the movie. Did you see it? It was no. like triple length. You're uh, kind of unplugged there, yeah, by the no, way. No, I'm good. Um, actually, there was, a, uh, there was a new, or a much longer than I've seen online, a Warcraft trailer that really made me want to see the movie. If, yeah, I, if I, I didn't want to see it before, I definitely want to see it now. I don't think it's new, but it's it's always better to see those big blockbustery kind yes, of trailers yes. on the big screen because you know those tiny little computer or phone screens just yeah. don't do it justice. Yeah. yeah, but it was at you know twenty foot tall, seventy millimeter. It was gigantically joyous. I, I'm definitely going to go see. Even it. though a word is that it's horrible. Uh, it's a, of course it's horrible. It's a it's a movie made out of a video game. Yeah, that'll be a uh, future uh, podcast topic. Yes. Um, this week, since we were talking Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, which was, as we know, based on a comic book, we are going to talk about the worst yeah. comic book yeah, to yeah, movie yeah. adaptations. Because right now, I think we're in a sweet spot where they've kind of got the comic book movies dialed in. They know what makes them work. Of course, we still get some clunkers here and there. Right. But... For a long time, there was a lot of bad, bad comic book movies. Right. Um, well, remember, I mean, based on what our earlier conversation, uh, that if they're going to start doing, um, you know, they're going to do test marketing on a movie before they release it, and it gives them a chance to make it less shitty, then, yeah, movies are bound to get better. Um, as well, time I think goes they on. just respect the audiences more. Yeah, they're spending more money. They're getting higher caliber talent to, to yes, absolutely to make the movies and to be in the movies. Megan Fox, um, so um, you know, I think right now we're in kind of a golden era of of movies. For but sure. Mark, let's talk about some of the <laughs> movies that we don't like. 
we, you know, Nick and I were talking earlier about some of the old early '90s um, Fair, movies, yeah. like uh, Captain America, <laughs> uh, the Corman Fantastic Four, right? the first Punisher movie with Dolph Lundgren. Oh no! And then, and then, then you'll have like the worst of like <laughs> the, of those. the series movies, like the Batman series. You have Batman and Robin. That was one of the worst the, ones. The uh, nipples, Batman. The, yes, yes, the pod, the, the cod piece, Batman. Right. Um, and then you have in the Superman series, original Superman series, there was the quest for peace. Oy vey. you know, worst well, Lex Luthor ever. Yeah. Let's let's talk about the Superman movies because I think those have I think some of the the harshest critics because uh, Rotten Tomatoes. Superman 4, I think it was one of the lowest yeah. rated yeah. Uh, superhero movies of all time. Is at 10% right now on Rotten <laughs> Tomato. Yeah. And Superman 3 is <laughs> is right down there. Yeah. That was going to be one of mine. Yeah. Um, and then 3. also they were on so that bad list I blacked them out. Is Supergirl. So that whole super. There was a Supergirl movie. a Supergirl movie. Oh yeah, with I'm Helen Slater. Too. <laughs> yeah, the legend of Billie Jean's Helen Slater. She was hot, and, and she plays oh, Supergirl's mom it. on the TV show yeah. now. Right. Oh, blonde hot chick. She was a good right. Supergirl. She was in the Secret of My Success with my, with Michael J. Fox. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm gonna have to watch. Very attractive have blonde back then. Yeah. yeah. All right. Bad all right. movie or not? Who was the right? Who was the villain in Supergirl? Uh, Faye Dunaway. Faye Dunaway. Yes, yeah. Thank you. Camping it up. Had Peter O'Toole in it. Yeah. A bunch of other British actors, thespians too. Well, let's talk about that because. <laughs> the first movie obviously is a classic with Christopher Reeves, uh, yeah. Richard Donner. The second movie, well, maybe not as good. Half because it was half directed by Richard Donner, <laughs> right? But I mean, that as a kid, I still love that movie, oh, yeah. even though. But you know what's so funny? As a kid, when I was watching it, I could see where there was spots that just scenes that didn't match. With the other movies, you could tell with the acting, the camera Got shots. Real slapsticky. It, it, it was like really real weird. Flat. I was like, "There's something off here." And then later, when I found out that Richard Donner only directed right. half well, that let's movie. Let's stay on topic. Uh, my point is, we have two great Superman movies, and then all of a sudden, crap! It just takes a, yeah. a horrible nosedive. What? I mean, what happened? It's got to be writing. The well, actors are the actors. I mean, a director can only follow up a movie so I, I, me- I remember being a kid in the 80s and loving Superman 1 and 2. And then I saw the Superman 3 poster, which depicted Christopher Reeve carrying Richard Pryor through the air. And Richard Pryor with a crazy look on his face. And I knew something was wrong in Metropolis. Yeah. To, it was a to, cash to, grab. To, for, yeah, popular Richard then. Pryor was right. a big star at the time. Superman was a big star franchise at the time so why not put them together yeah, and Richard Pryor idea. gave a great performance in the movie but it was the wrong movie and there were some great little scenes in that movie when he went back to Smallville it was very well done with Lana when he fought himself it was very well done one thing Superman 3 did have was money it had a budget uh, which Superman 4 did not have Superman 4 was taken over by uh, the Canon uh, company Golan Globus Got the rights oh, from the oh. Salkinds for Superman 4, and they didn't have the money or the technology, and yet their script was super ambitious. He's fixing the the Great Wall of China. He's putting a big rock in a volcano. He's carrying the Statue of Liberty across all the the nuclear weapons. All these bad, all these demanding special effect shots done on a very low budget, and it just it just fell apart. But I will say Gene Hackman, Christopher Reeve, and Margot Kidder all give very sincere performances. So Isn't that the one where it's he worth a look. pulls his, head out, his hair off? No, that was the end of Superman. 
That was one? the end of the first oh, Superman. Okay. Yeah. When so he, now, did, sorry, was, bad flashback. Was can, did Cannon also do Supergirl? No, Supergirl was done by the Saul Kinds, who decided instead of doing a Superman four, they were going to do Supergirl. And again, that movie had a budget, had a great cast: Faye Dunaway, Peter O'Toole, Helen Slater was great in the title role. Jerry Goldsmith brought on to do the score. And the opening scene where Supergirl does this kind of flying aerial ballet is some of the greatest flying effects of the time. Uh, but just ultimately just kind of a dumb, campy movie and the Saul kinds, you know, like once they got ditched Richard Donner and Superman 2, their, all their decisions became kind of questionable in terms of the quality of what they were putting out as a product. So Christopher Reeve is always worth watching. He is the Superman. And uh, no matter, even if the couple of movies are bad, he's worth a look in that role always. Well, speaking of actors who kind of are great in the role no matter what, I think most people will will bring up Hugh Jackman sure. and X Men Origins as being one of the the worst of the more contemporary X Men Origins. Yeah, I, so I, did I. I don't know why people don't like that movie. Yeah, I don't well, know. remember it was originally uh, pre-released on the internet without the special effects. And a lot of people saw that first. The fight scene at the end on the nuclear stacks was awesome. Yeah, but know. but it screwed up Deadpool though. Well, it was, I didn't uh, know it was that totally character. screwed up Deadpool, but. That's you know, it was a great Wolverine muted Deadpool. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know. I don't know that character very well, so I, I liked it myself. Yeah. But yeah, for, Hugh Jackman was a miracle of casting. That well, and let's sure. talk about uh, Last Stand because that's another people, another movie that people rip on. Even though I don't think it's really one of the worst. No, I don't. Yeah. I always it. felt like it was uh, it was part of the series, but it was like they were. It should have been part four, not part three. Like they were missing something between two and three. Because I just thought it just ended, the, it wrapped up everything too quick. Yeah. And well, it seemed like they needed to run out of what money. What they did was is they shat all over the Phoenix storyline, which should have ha- been handled in an epic in fashion. Part, in, in a part three. Just like the Days of Future Past should have been handled properly instead of... Uh, but I won't, I won't put Days of Future Past on my list, but it was extremely disappointing being a big fan of that original two-issue storyline from the early 80s. Um, but, uh, but yeah, X-Men 3 and the Phoenix, I mean, that's, that is the climax of the Chris Claremont-John Byrne collaboration of the Uncanny X-Men comic series. And they gave it about as half-assed a treatment as the second Fantastic Four gave the Galactus trilogy from the early 60s. Why these guys take these brilliant stories from the comics and turn them into shit I don't know. Why don't they just shoot it panel for panel? There's a reason why these are classics. You know, I, I, in fact, let me go on a little rant here. There was a time when they cared about source material. David Selznick wanted Gone with the Wind to be like the book. He wanted David Copperfield to be like the book. He wanted Rebecca to be like the book. Now, they just do whatever they want. Oh, this guy's Zemo, and this is the Mandarin, you know? Well, wait a minute. That's not the Mandarin. The Mandarin's <laughs> one of the greatest Iron Man villains of all time, and you reduce him to this bullshit character. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I'm a little irritated by some of this stuff they're doing these days. Where they, But I, I don't know if that's the way it is, if they're adapting ultimate storylines or storylines from the 21st century and they're not adapting the, the the silver age stuff that i'm used to nick i think it's, it's a little nitpick of they're mine they're not really reading the books they're hearing the hype they're pulling out the characters and they're writing their own stories that's what we're seeing yeah remember one so, percent of the movie going audiences are the comic book readers um, I would have to say one percent of the of the paying public can read. <laughs> Hence, go to the library. Yes. That All right. Well, true. Nick, you mentioned uh, the Galactus yes. Uh, treatment. Yes. yes. I think that is a uh, 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 
a comic book that they have never gotten right. No. Uh, tell us a little bit about the uh, what was the very first big screen adaptation. Over the Fantastic yeah. Four. Well, that was the done, Silver I think, in Silver, the... Right? Well, no, it was done... It was a Roger Corman production, oh, who's, a, who's a legendary low-budget filmmaker who influences all of us. Um, and, you know, I haven't seen that film all the way through because it was never released, so you can only kind of see it on a bootleg. But, you know, it was a very... Almost a fan... What we would call fan fiction nowadays. Yeah. It really wasn't on the right scale. But in those days... It was a $4 million budget at the time. Yeah, but superhero movies in those days, superhero stuff in general was kind of on the same par as science fiction once was. It's for a certain audience. They're only going to make so much money. We're not going to put a million dollars into it. Right. And I think Fantastic Four was like that. Well, we'll buy the franchise. It's got a name. It'll make enough money to justify what we spend on it. But no thought of that, that it could be the, a big thing the way these... Marvel and DC films are today. Right, but the, the costumes were absolutely horrible. The makeup Well, was there was no abysmal. digital effects. How can you do the Human Torch in that in those days, right. you know, or right. Mr. Fantastic? But, it, but it's the same thing. It's a, it's, it was horrible the same reason that the original uh, Turtle movies were horrible. Not because of the bad actors inside the suit, but because the mouth opened like a marionette. Um... <laughs> It was, av or Nutcracker, that's what it reminded me of. It's like, oh my God. Digital effects so have really been responsible for making quality superhero movies I agree. possible. I well, think you're right. There is a documentary that's coming out about the making of that Roger Corman Fantastic Four movie. Right, right. I heard about because that. Because there's actually oh, yeah, a that. very interesting backstory. They were about to lose the rights to the Fantastic Four, they had to produce a movie by a certain date. So the rights holder went to Roger Corman and said, make a movie. We don't care how bad it is. It'll never be seen. Just make it so that we can renew our license huh. for another number of years. And so the documentary, from uh, the at least based on the trailer, is uh, all of the cast and crew saying, hey, listen, we know we were making this oh, placeholder wow. movie, but we still tried to make it. As good as we could make it, you know, based on no budget, no right. time. They were pros. No care. Um, so I don't know when that documentary is coming out. I guess there's a bunch of legal issues with, you know. <laughs> Will the documentary come, ever come out? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Because, <laughs> uh, you know, rights issues, they want to use clips from the movie, obviously. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so um, let's talk about a uh, another um, kind of uh, low-budgety um uh, superhero movie that uh, you know probably could have been better, uh, and I don't think most people think of this as a comic book movie. But Red Sonia, oh, was the oh, yeah. sequel Brit, to Conan. Uh, uh, Brit, what's her name? Brigitte Nielsen. Yeah, Brigitte yep. Nielsen. Yeah, Schwarzenegger was in it, but he wasn't playing Conan though. No, no I can no. give you a little bit of a yeah, background ahead, on yeah. that. Uh, Red Sonia, I believe, was also Dino De Laurentiis, and. Uh, <laughs> They they kind of conned Arnold a little bit. They were like they were like desperate just to have him in the movie for the marketing value of it. So he had this really small part. And then when the posters came out, he's like prominent in the poster with a big sword and stuff. Um, I've never been able to get through the whole movie. It's really bad. Yeah. Um, is it, but I, you know, and having said that, I would just like to quickly say that Conan the Destroyer, the second Conan movie, is pretty is regarded as a fairly bad movie compared to the first one. But on its own terms. It's a good little I fantasy really, movie. Yeah, but it's like she in yeah. that, she's in that movie. No, no, though. she's not in it. Grace she's Jones not. plays oh, the, 
Jones yeah, plays the, um, I thought that, and, and Sarah Douglas plays the the oh, queen. Yeah, Sarah Douglas. That's, and, that's and, and that Olivia da- Dabo oh, plays the princess. She was hot in that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah she's and a yeah. Conan the Destroyer seemed like the the family friendly version yes. of Conan the Barbarian. Yeah, I think it was fun. PG. I think it was PG. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah the first rated one was, R. First one was a hard R. T-shirt sales were through the roof. <laughs> by the way, <laughs> everybody wanted that T-shirt. Crom. Okay. This year we had what is arguably the the best superhero movie of the year, Deadpool. Yep. And mm-hmm. it starred Ryan Reynolds, who is arguably in one of the worst superhero movies. Oh. Right? Green, Green Lantern. Lantern. How bad <laughs> do you think that, that movie is? Mark? Um, you know, it's... Does it rank as one of the worst superhero movies? I don't think movies? so. I think it was just okay. Yeah. I, there were some aspects of it I did like. I did like the Green Lantern core. I did like, even though it was kind of campy ways, I did like Hector Hammond. <laughs> I liked he was an evil-looking prick. Um, uh, Ryan Reynolds, I think, might have been miscast as that in that role. Too comical, maybe? Yeah, yeah. I think he was too comical. Uh, and uh, the story was kind of stupid, I thought. So... Um, but it wasn't one of the worst comic book movies. No, I really enjoyed it, especially yeah. the science fiction elements. That when he, once he went on to the other worlds, I was like, "Wow, this is a great the movie should big about- scale, you know, superhero movie." Yeah, he was a little miscast, sh- but should have been more about the core. I, I liked think. it better than Deadpool. I mean, Deadpool. Maybe I heard too many things about it. I finally saw it last week, and and it was hilarious. I was belly laughing a lot. But once you remove the belly laughs from it, you know, it's just kind of a typical. It's a revenge punch movie. people but you know out what, kind of thing. Yeah. Deadpool was but, not a superhero. But it he even fun. says it himself in the movie. He's yeah. not a superhero. No, but right from the opening no, credits, it's a, a superhero. It's a comic know? book character, <laughs> but not a superhero. But that super megasonic, just like Sin City, is not a superhero. Was movie. was awesome, and it, the 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 chick that punched out Colossus. That was priceless. I love the self-referential yeah. stuff. Okay, we're yeah. talking about bad movies. Yeah. That's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> we go yeah, I, we go off on these yeah. tangents here at Comic Experience Sci-Fi. Okay, um, I pushed the Green Lantern out of my head after I saw it, like five minutes after I left. I think the like instant suit, yeah. they lost me at the suit. Yeah. It was um, It was, yeah. He, All right, he we got a lot really of movies serious. to get through, so uh, talk about Spawn. I like Spawn. I, I love just, Spawn. I just didn't like John, uh, uh, the whatever, the fat clown. clown. Whatever is it? What's his name? I didn't see the movie. John Leguizamo. Leguizamo. I can't say his name. Um, I like him in almost everything I see him in, except that. And you can't, he's not recognizable because the makeup is so good. And Spawn, although there is some really, the, the imagery in hell is absolutely abysmal. Um, and some of the writing and the, the English guy, his tutor, I can't remember his name, um, was pretty bad. But all in all, Spawn is a great – if you really like Spawn in the comics, who cares if the movie's a little shitty? The guy's dead. He's resurrected. He's, I mean, I, I don't know. I liked it. I, I mean, I, I, you know, maybe I gave it a five and a half or a six, but I didn't give it a two. Could have been worse. It's at twenty percent on Rotten Tomatoes, so which I is think, a two. I think you are in the uh, the minority, <laughs> and that could I'm, be. I'm right there in the minority too. I became a Spawn fan after. Yeah, that movie. me too. I felt like John Leguizamo was actually doing like sort of like a Danny DeVito penguin from Batman. Right, Returns. exactly. You know, so he reminded me short, of. fat clown. Yeah, it was weird. <coughs> All right, let's let's talk about. Uh, a, a comic book movie that they actually got right recently, which is uh, Judge Dredd. 
That was the Carl Urban version. But before that, we had the oh, Sylvester yeah. Stallone. I am the law. <laughs> yeah, but he's been he's Fire. known. He, I, I just had an opportunity recently to see the beginning of Rambo. And the newest one? No, the old, the original. You mean First Blood. Is that what it's called? It's fourth, oh, Rambo. The first one's yes. called Rambo. Oh, yeah, okay. This, really I good. thought it was just one, two, three, and four. What do I know? It's not Comic Experience Sci-Fi. But yeah. what we learned early on is that... Sylvester Stallone is not really an actor. Oh, he's, come on. he's a a presence. He's a he's a producer and he likes to be in movies. No, S- Stallone is a great storyteller. He's a great writer. And that uh, may and very well a, be, but and he became in Dread, a good director. He he's chewed right. a lot of scenery in a lot of movies. Yeah, I'm not going to defend him on Dread. Well, he's yeah. a great presence. <laughs> Oh no! Great I, screen presence. Not, I, I watch all his movies. I don't dislike them, but I know why people don't he like. He might have not have done his homework Judge on Dredd. Judge Dredd. It just might have been a script. I don't think he it went. It might have been a cash grab. You know, the, that the time like, oh, that could be. And besides, any be. movie with Rob Schneider in it automatically. Oh God! Yeah. Yeah. One pass I did <laughs> like on. one thing. I did like. I did like Armand Asante as the bad guy in it. Well, he's always a good bad guy. Like genetically Nance's brother or something. I liked him in that movie. I have not seen this, but this has uh, has come up on pretty much every worst uh, list. The Spirit, Mark. Did oh. you? I, did not, I did not see that. It came out on Christmas Day about like five years ago or something. Eight. Eight, eight years ago? Yeah. Was that, see, I've, I've never seen it. Yeah. Uh, it was. It reminded me too much of Sin City, and I did like Sin City, but I, I the word of mouth on it was not good, so I just didn't I never see saw it. it either, but yeah, it looked interesting. It well, looked this like was directed by Frank, Frank Miller. Miller. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and it was based on the classic comic series by... Was Will it? Eisner. Will Eisner. Right. Yep. And uh, it has that same visual style as Sin City. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, everybody. Silhouettes. Everybody. It was, just... it was kind of a. It was kind of a, a, a the shadow kind you of a story. It? Oh yeah, okay. I saw it. I oh, think I saw it twice because <laughs> I saw it and then I had to see it with somebody who wanted to see it, so I saw it again. Um, the the writing was was abysmal, and it was not. I don't know if it was good to the to the comic. Um, but there was just, you know, it, visually pleasing, and I'm all about a visually pleasing movie, even if the story is crap. But the guy just has these some of these horrible lines um, that you, even in a comic book, I don't really want to see. Maybe, maybe in a cartoon, maybe, maybe not. It's I didn't. Yeah, it was it was too much. It was too much. He should have been dead, and he lived. And the girl said, "How come you're not dead?" And he's like. Well, because I had to live to fight another day. And it's like, oh, fuck you, dude. Die. <laughs> okay, know? we uh, we mentioned, I think Nick mentioned, uh, some of the Batman movies mm. uh, got pretty bad. Um, I think it's Batman and Robin is pretty universally panned. Right. It's at about 13%. Now, yeah. the, the real question here is, is Batman Forever, the movie that preceded that, is that also? With Mr. Freeze. No. Batman Forever had Riddler and Two-Face in it. Mr. Freeze was in Batman. Yeah, that was Jim Carrey and and Tommy Lee Jones. Oh, So is that one of the worst? I don't know. They're all so kind of, you know, they put all these big names in a poorly written movie just to get a draw. I I, would pan. Go ahead. I thought Batman Forever was more of an homage to the 60s campy TV show. Pretty much. That's what I felt, too. Yeah. Oh, because it had Batgirl in it. 
No, 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 no. Batgirl was not in Forever. The Riddler. No, 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 no. Batman. She was in Batman and Robin, wasn't she? Yes, but I'm talking about Batman Forever. Oh, okay, never mind. I mean, that one was, like I said, more of homage to the, but Two Face wasn't in the old TV show, but it had the campy silliness. Yeah, Joel Schumacher brought in the comedy aspect. Toned it down, made it silly. Yeah. So they could sell toys. Okay, so Jim Carrey. Is always the mask. So and at you, the time, at the time, he was the it comedy. Yeah, yeah, actor. yeah. See reference to kind of like Richard Pryor. Right. Yes. I was gonna say, see reference to Richard Pryor. Are we on doing uh, still individual choices? Or are we just gonna kind of jump to these different franchises? Well, like do you this? have any? Well, yeah, because well, well, one of my yeah, the first Batman with Jack Nicholson and Michael Keaton to me started the whole freaking ball of wax rolling. I thought the all four of those. Batman movies were bad. I didn't like Michael Keaton's casting. I didn't like Jack Nicholson's casting. I, I didn't like Jack Nicholson jumping around a museum throwing paint at paintings while the Prince hit song, would-be hit song, is playing in the soundtrack. To me, it was just a total disaster, the whole thing. And I didn't like any of those movies until Dark Knight Rising. That was fine. And then Man of uh, Superman versus Batman. I thought they finally got Batman right in his last two screen incarnations. And... Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't have to go on and on about it. It's not the end of the world. I was just. I know a lot of people think that first Batman has something of a classic status, but to me, it was just really disappointing. Having grown up with not the Adam West Batman, but the Golden Age Batman in the comics, right. he was a detective. It was serious. It was dark for sure. But you know, Dan. Um, Tim Burton's Tim Burton world Batman. Well, he it, made it a gothic Batman. Yeah, right? but it was also, but it was to me, it wasn't really as gothic. It was Tim Burton's right. world Batman. Somewhere between Beetle, you know what? Beetlejuice for, and the, the first, night before Christmas. The, first, the first Batman and the second Batman were well, totally two different movies. <laughs> I mean, because because Burton actually had more control on I like Batman the Returns. One better than the first, because he Burt that was more the more the Burton esque one, right? Because uh, that that had that he was going for that you know uh, the German expressionism his, yeah, look to the yeah. movie. The penguin yeah. fit in that Burton world. Well, because well, because he was like he he turned the penguin into Rumpelstiltskin, and he cast him properly. Yeah. You know, yeah. I always thought Lance Henriksen well, when, would have made a great when he bit Joker. the head off of when he bit the head off, off of the, the fish. fish. With those inner interlocking teeth, he yeah. lost me. Yeah, it was over that. Well, <laughs> I agree with you, Nick, in a certain respect sure. that those f- first two Batman movies were not perfect. They right. weren't. I wouldn't even say necessarily that they were great, but I wouldn't put them on the worst list by any means. You can't. Right. You can't. You, you got it's, it's the Jack cra- Nicholson was entertaining. He's always entertaining. A, he's always great, but is he cast properly? And also, it's not a matter of. Whether or not they're entertaining, it to me, I was doing my worst based on what we expect and what we got. And, and in that regard, uh, yeah. I put I do put it on my worst. What and does Rotten Tomatoes so give the reverse Batman? I have no idea. What uh, about Dick Tracy with about, Warren Beatty? Uh, so that would maybe be your most disappointing? No, I would have to go with Spider-Man 3, but that's another franchise. I don't know if we're going to get to that yet or not. Well, no, let's <laughs> talk about that. Because okay. I think... That Spider-Man Two is one of the greatest yes. superhero movies of all Maybe time. Maybe the greatest besides the first Superman. Yep, yep. I would agree and with so you. To go from that height yes. to then drop down to the depths of like uh, X-Men Spider-Man Two and Three. I thought X-Men Two is I th- X-Men Two, best. Superman One, and Spider-Man Two are my three top superhero movies. Yep, I can see that. Yeah, I can see that. Do we have any Spider-Man Three supporters out there? I'm yeah. a big Spider-Man fan. I'm not going to say anything was, bad about Spider-Man. You know, Spider-Man. it was just okay to me. It's all. I mean, it, it didn't need Venom. We we clearly right. we we clearly got tired of uh, of Tobey Maguire um, about thirty minutes into the movie. 
Um, but too bad, you know. Um, it's it met reasonable expectation. I don't necessarily go into every movie with uh, well, cinematic so it's not credit. On your worst list. It's then. not on my worst okay. list. No, I don't okay. own it, and I may never buy it. But I won't. Yeah, say and that bad that one you got to kind of grave on a curve or a scale yeah. because the second one I think set expectations so high. Right. That it pales in comparison, but I, I it's better than a lot of these movies yeah. on the list. Yeah, I mean it's here. that at its worst is better than the best Fantastic Four movie if there is such a thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, come on now, you yeah. Can't. Well, <laughs> speaking of Fantastic Four, we kind of got off topic because yeah. uh, I wanted to talk about the other movies. Yeah, has there been a good Fantastic Four movie yet? No, no. In somebody's way. mind, I'm sure. <laughs> the first one with uh, you know Michael Chiklis. He, Michael Chiklis was a good thing, and I'll you know just like uh, Hugh Jackman was a good Wolverine. And Chris Evans, I thought was a good Human Torch. Chris Evans yeah. was an excellent Human Torch. So uh, those two casting, but then of course they mangled the Doctor Doom story just as bad as they mangled the Galactus thing. So I don't think they've done that franchise justice. And the most recent one. Nothing even happened until the last 15 minutes. I don't even know why it was called the Fantastic Four. It yeah. had no relationship it's a to the Fantastic Cash strip. Grab. That's so, all the Fantastic 15 minutes. Yeah. Well, that yeah, <laughs> if, that first movie or that the, the the most recent Fantastic Four movie, if they had condensed that down to about a half an hour, right, and that had been the start of an actual movie, I thought it would right. have been great. Yeah. Because right. I liked the look of it. I liked the casting. It had a lot going for it. It looked like they were stalling to avoid having to spend too much money on them as the Fantastic Four yes, to me almost. Exactly. They need to actually do a Fantastic Four movie where these characters have already been evolved for like a year or two yeah. already. Enough so, origin uh, movies. Yeah. They they have talked about doing another Fantastic Four movie with that cast. Oh. They should, yeah. So bring George Clooney in to play Fantastic. Oh, he Mr. looks Fantas- like yeah. He looks true. like fantastic. That's true. that's true, Mr. Fantastic. What about um, <laughs> what about Catwoman? Yeah, I was going to bring that one up okay. because I haven't seen it. It looks so bad you that I didn't even it? want to watch it. Yeah, yeah it's pretty bad. It's, so it's not even worth watching. No, no it's so a, bad. It's, it's disposable. Good kind of it's, yeah. it's unless you like to see Halle Berry in mostly not clothes. Ah, even she can't save it. No, and what's really wow. funny is when she's not standing still, it's the phoniest looking CGI you've ever seen. Um, she, I don't think she does crazy as good as Michelle Pfeiffer. Well, see, that's what I always wondered. Why the hell? I thought Michelle Pfeiffer was great she as was fantastic. She yeah. said she would only do a Catwoman movie if Tim Burton directed it. Oh, oh interesting. Okay. Yeah. That explains oh. it. That was actually, I thought she was the most interesting character in pretty much all of those, uh, yes. all the Tim Burton Yeah, I love that sign that she had. Hello hell, there yes. and hell here. Hell that here. Was well, that you know, great. if they couldn't get Michelle Pfeiffer to play Catwoman, they should have got Sean Young because she wanted to play it. Yeah. She oh. even stalked Tim Burton to, to play it. She did a great job of it. <laughs> well, Holly Berry was that. A bigger star at the time, so no competition there, unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, what about Electra? I was just gonna say, was that movie really that bad? It was just boring. She, she was at the peak. She was at the peak of her alias. I love Jennifer Garner. Series. Sure. Yeah, Jennifer Garner was at the peak of her alias career, and they brought her in. She had all the moves. It was the slightly crappy writing, but she's an action hero until she married the Fleck. 
She was fine. It was boring, that's all. It was just a boring movie. So it wasn't necessarily no. bad. No, it wasn't right. bad. So we wouldn't put that on our worst I wouldn't list. put it on mine, no. Okay, well, here's a follow-up question. There's some people that think that the Daredevil movie that belongs was, yeah. on the worst that list. That on, on, the, on the floor under boots. So yeah. is it is Daredevil better or worse than Elektra? Oh, better. Okay. Yeah, only Daredevil was, had good like things about it. The <laughs> um, <laughs> only thing I liked about Daredevil was Colin Farrell is he was great. As yeah. oh, He's yeah. the only thing I didn't like about it. Oh, I thought I he thought was he was great. too campy. Well, yeah, he, he was, was someone that I think realized what kind of movie they were making. Yeah. he was the most villainous of the. Characters. I like the Kingpin. Yeah, but it, uh, but it was rest yeah, in but, peace. But what I never understood was. Do, does, does, does the kingpin have superpowers because he's like throwing him through the air? No, it's because he's just he's a big, he's crazy, he's a, strong, he's a giant, yeah, crazy was, guy. Right. He's doing things that no right. normal person right. would do. Well, in Even the, Daredevil jumping from rooftop to, to rooftop. To give you an idea, in the Frank Miller comic strip, uh, in the comic book, when Frank Miller was doing Daredevil at the peak, uh, Daredevil snuck, sneaked into the kingpin's office because there was something in a in a vault that he needed to get and the vault wasn't locked it was just the door was so heavy that only the kingpin could open it so daredevil pulled with all his might and barely got it open a crack went inside then the kingpin walked in and with one arm flung the door open so that gives you an idea of his strength ratio to daredevil and he also fought spider-man hand to hand to a standstill maybe kingpin's a mutant and they just don't bother to ever because yeah he certainly is stronger than a big guy should be yeah yeah okay uh I did see this one actually. Uh, this is Jonah Hex. That's at fourteen percent of tomatoes. Anybody else see that? It's a good no. comic, good cast, and a horrible movie. <laughs> yeah, I didn't well, see it. Uh, I remember uh, not too long ago uh, reading an interview with Josh Brolin, who actually talked about what he originally thought they were going to do with the movie. He was under the assumption that it was going to be this gritty, small little. You know, true Western kind of a movie, right? But he's a man out of time. And he so, knows more than he should. Yeah. Well, and the and the problem is they they wanted to start doing reshoots and they bloated the budget up, and so then yeah. they had to play it safe. I mean, the makeup was and cool. So, yeah, he it, looked. It was good. right on. Yeah, he looked good. But yeah, and Josh Brolin did say that if he had the money, he would buy the rights. And remake the movie. That's how much he, yeah. you know, really wanted to, to to do the character justice. I guess you could say. Let's get him a GoFundMe going. <laughs> Wasn't Razak Ghoul supposed to be involved with the? I guess in one of the cartoons they had him like him and Jonah Hex cross paths because because he was like he lived immortal. I don't know. I saw that would of... be interesting. Hmm. Okay, yeah. let's uh, let's uh, rip through some uh, other selections here. How about Howard the Duck? Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> this was the Marvel. Uh, comic book that George Lucas adapted and it starred uh, Leah Thompson and Tim uh, Robbins Tim Robbins oh, thank that's you right. wow. best Howard the Duck was in the collector's collection in Guardians of the Galaxy and that's all we should have ever seen of him and that was in the, at the end credit sequence yes uh, see now Howard the Duck goes with my so bad it's fun well, had a, I like it the, had a big budget. I like the comic. Big, ca- great cast, special effects, very funny. And I have to say, I saw it saw it at the, on the UCLA campus at uh, the classic Westwood Theater with on opening night with an audience that was just there to have a good time, and we loved it. 
So I understand why it's considered a terrible movie, but it's just so much fun. And it's also written by, uh, I believe, Gloria Katz and Willard Hike, who co-wrote American Graffiti and helped write Star Wars. And, uh, of course, Lucas produced it. It was one of his famous... I'd say turkey, but maybe we should say duck in this case. But flips um, now too. I think they were involved with. Yeah, but I I like you know it's bad, but it's fun. Bad. Yeah, and I remember seeing that movie when it was first released. I actually saw it at a drive-in. Yeah, yeah, and I didn't yeah, mind sure. it. No, as, as a dopey kid, you <laughs> right, know. Yeah. So yeah. looking at it now, I have seen it recently, and it it is kind of so bad. It's good. You yeah, know? it's fun though. It's a lot of a lot of laughs it is, in it. Yes, it is a lot of fun. Okay, let's talk about a few others. Um, we talked about. Uh, Daredevil, Fantastic Four. What about Steel with Mr. Shaquille O'Neal? <laughs> Refuse to even one. see it. Refuse to even see it. Yeah, yeah I didn't see that <laughs> yeah, one. They, so I can't they lost comment. me at the trailer. I mean, it was basically a DC Iron Man story is the way it, what it looked like. So has anyone seen no, it? No, I won't. Okay, no. so that's a sure sign that it must be bad if <laughs> even us geeks have refused. Yeah, I bet Jack Q's seen it. Yeah. yeah, oh yes, you know he has. You know he has. Okay, uh, what about... League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. I love that I like movie. that movie. I got to see it. So it's it's I not I love a, that movie. I liked I it, but it. I think it wasn't directed very well. It's got well. a bad reputation, but everyone I know who's seen it said they liked it. Yeah. The yeah, reputation I, I is yeah. it made John Connery quit acting. <laughs> <laughs> Was that his last movie? Yes. He did not get along with... Because he's like uh, 80. Uh, hello. He, he didn't get along with Stephen Norrington. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I was, yeah, I really liked the movie. I just didn't like it. Was, I didn't think it was directed very well. Now Stephen Norrington wow. also did Blade. Blade, correct? the first Blade. Okay, so that was a good movie. Now too. that we're on the Blade, now that I you broke Blade like, Trump, I actually like the second Blade even more. Of course, but Blade Three Trinity, yeah, yeah. people pretty much put that up there at the top of the bad. Yeah, they, they, yeah. they went downhill. They, oh they, yeah, they Blade Two it was the best directed. They of just the, distorted the, the the story. So bad from the premise that we were we had accepted so far and so long, and it just went so wrong in so many different ways. Well, you got Ryan Reynolds, you got Jessica Biel. I haven't seen it. How how bad? I mean, what made well, it so bad? She she wasn't walking around in a bikini or in her underwear, and he wasn't over there cracking jokes. So that's See? a lot of movies. Uh, <laughs> it's an okay cable movie if you're home on the afternoon and it comes on. It's okay, not so it's, we wouldn't put it at the the no, worst of the no, worst. No, 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 no. It's not on no. my. It's not on my list. But I. All right. I what about the uh, the shadow? Is Alec Baldwin. You know, I, it was yeah, it's a radio show. Yeah. It's an old radio show. Sort of. What was okay. the one with Billy Zane? The Spirit? The Phantom. No, the Phantom. The Phantom. That was horrible. Okay, I didn't yeah. see that, that one either. That was a horrible movie. Okay. But we're talking about The Shadow right yeah, now. And, okay. You know, that was okay. Yeah. It wasn't great. It wasn't it just, the worst. It could have been okay, a lot so better. It wasn't he that really bad, did man. a good job. Actually, Alex Baldwin, it was amazing that he actually had that depth to play that role. I actually listen to the radio show. The yeah, radio show is much better. It's good stuff. I it think is, when yeah. Orson Welles did it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You ever yeah. listen to Orson Welles' version? Only the yeah. Shadow Knows. Yes. yes. Shadow when knows. I was a kid, CBS Radio Theater. What lurks in the hearts of men. Right. The Shadow Knows. <laughs> we ought to do a radio show like that. Oh, there we go. <laughs> I would love to do that. All right. We'll right. put that on the list. Uh, Barbed Wire with Pamela Anderson. Oh. You know, it's a Pamela <laughs> Anderson movie, and, and to say it's a bad movie... <laughs> and say it's a Pamela Anderson is a bad movie. It's so redundant. It shouldn't be on the list because it's Pamela Anderson. And who had an expectation? It's only bad if you had a high expectation. Oh, my God, she's going to be in a sci-fi movie. Yeah. <laughs> really? 
Come on. It's Pamela Anderson, and she was on a motorcycle, and she beat up bad guys, and hooray. I mean, really? It wasn't that bad. And then she had a barbed wire was, tattooed exactly. on her Exactly. It, like it was like a classic B-movie camp. I She's mean, to blame for a lot of bad tattoos out there, because you see uh, a lot seriously. of those barbed wire tattoos. Right. So and celebrity Natalie, sex videos. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, but that I, reason you, you, alone. Can't, you can't. Yeah, you can't blame her for that. All right, here's one that I don't think many people saw. Um, so this might be a difficult one to talk. Ripped, R-I-P-D, which is oh, with Ryan Reynolds. Saw it. And, uh, Jeff Bridges, who was playing Rooster Cogburn in this <laughs> oh, movie again. And he, and he tends to play that same character in everything now. He played it in that one with yeah, uh, the seventh son. Yeah, when did he get an underbite? It's the seventh son. It's like he, he goes was doing, stoned on every movie and he's, he's playing been in the ring, ring, The dude abides. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> yeah. So would you put that on your worst list? Yeah, yeah. It was yeah, that it bad. Sucked. Never saw it, was, it, but based on that, It was like absolutely. a supernatural <laughs> men in black. Basically, so they are fighting ghosts as opposed. Well, well they're actually dead. They were actually, you know, living they in a spirit. Dead. Yeah, they were in a spirit world. Oh, fighting oh. ghosts that were oh like. Oh my god! The- I did see that movie. Absolutely horrible. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know it's bad when you don't remember having seen it. Yeah. Oh, my so, God. I didn't see it, but how many damn comic book movies has Ryan Reynolds been in? Ryan Reynolds All of is them. the king of comic book Jeez. movies. He Unfortunately, knows most of them are bad. Slept uh-huh. his way to the top. Well, wait a minute. What about Chris Evans? He was in The Losers and That's Captain right. America. Yeah, those were, those and, are good. Well... Okay, you're talking about Ryan Reynolds is the king of bad. Correct. The bad. He's only had like one good... <laughs> He's had Deadpool. Movie. That's it. A, okay. lot of, a lot of stink. Took him a lot okay. of practice to get there, I guess. What about uh, that first Crow movie? That's I would consider that kind of a minor classic. Yeah. But then they made several sequels Never after seen that. Them. Okay, so no one's Me ever either, seen any no. of the sequels. So you oh, know that. Yeah, been. no. So oh, you've seen the Crow sequels? All of them, yeah. My dad owns them. He loves that stuff. Yeah, but are they good? It, they're Crow movies, dude. <laughs> it's a guy in clown makeup that kills people for revenge. That sounds what? like Joker. Yeah, <laughs> the Sting. Yeah, it's they're all the it's all the same movie. If you don't like one, hate them all or hate none of them. There is not degrees of crow movie. It's a crow movie. Honestly, I wouldn't lead you astray. Well, yeah, but you could take any premise and, and tell it well or tell it poorly. Oh, so. well, yeah. I, but my it, question is: it, You're a fan or you're not a fan? The, the I think first is how crow it goes. movie, I think, is is a pretty darn good movie. Then there was like what three or four? Yeah, but everybody who plays sequels. the part dies. Unfortunately, the crow first crow movie is famous for for something other than being a comic book movie. It's famous for being a movie where the star was killed during the making right. of it. That's what it's mostly known yeah, for. That's why it's yeah. A, but I mean, it's a pretty stylish it, it movie. Is. It, it is. It, it is looks a good really movie. Good. And it's R-rated, which I think is one of the first R-rated comic book yeah. movie adaptations, so it has that going for it. Yeah. But they made all these sequels that pretty much everyone considers, you know, some of the worst. I think a lot of them went direct to video, too. Yeah, yeah. So that's never a good sign. Okay, we got one other one that I'll mention, uh, nice. just because uh, I don't think most people think of it as a uh, as a comic book, but Tales from the Crypt oh. did uh, some movies, and they did Bordello of Blood. Oh, yeah. That's with, Demon uh, Knight. Oh, they also did Demon Knight. Yep, yes. Yep. So are those considered 
I mean, those kind of have a tongue-in-cheek, we yeah. know this right. is Going bad. In. Yeah. It's a B-plus, C-minus movie. I mean, it's it's in the, it's in always going to be in that crap Yeah, range. so can those truly be bad, I guess? No, the... because they're made bad on purpose. Therefore, they're good at being bad. Got so they're like the Sharknado of yes, comic exactly. book movies. Yes, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Because I love the uh, I love the comic books. You know, they and were the thick. HBO they were pulpy. Was great. Which yeah. Is, which, is, which the movies are actually based on. Right. Exactly. Yeah. The Crypt Keeper appears in in the movie. <laughs> I'd like to ask you guys about two real quick. Yeah. Didn't Hasselhoff play Nick Fury? Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> I never saw it, but I was just curious. Well, if that was a made-for-TV. Oh, okay, movie. so yeah. it doesn't. Okay. Yeah. Sort of like with and Hulk the, and had Thor and uh, Daredevil in, in yes. the Yes. Well, there's a movies. lot of bad made-for-TV TV ones. Yeah, yeah. Because the, wasn't there a Spider-Man or was, was that a series? It was a series. Oh, okay. Doctor series. Strange had a Doctor had a, Strange had a pilot movie, which is really good. It's on YouTube. Check it out. Um, and it was pretty scary too. I really enjoyed it as a kid. Um, and then, uh, yeah, but I, the other one I want to ask you about that's based on a comic strip, although you might not think of it right off the bat, it's one of my all-time favorites, but I know a lot of people think it's horrible, is uh, Flash Gordon. Oh, um, no, that's a classic. No. I love oh, okay, that. good. Yeah. Uh, no, no, that, <laughs> that's that, not that a bad movie. Some people think it's bad because it's so well, it's campy, campy but but, it, and yeah, kinky, no. but I love it. It was, yeah. it was very good. Actually. Oh, it was Bring great. me the ball worms. the ball worms. <laughs> I just love that song. I, oh, the I can, soundtrack song. Oh, okay. Flash. Whenever I hear that, I get embedded in my brain. It's my favorite song. Oh, yeah. Don't anybody quit their day job. Oh, it's a great movie. All right, Brad, were there any bad comic book movies that we didn't talk about? That Oh, let me check. Tank Girl. Uh, was that bad though? I, think, I love that movie. Yeah, I think a lot of people actually like that. Ice T is a kangaroo. Come on, <laughs> give me a break. That was awesome. Not for um, me. Actually, Q had a couple that I thought were kind of interesting. Um, yeah, his list was ridiculous. He had so many good movies on yeah, that list. Yeah, um, but you well, all can kiss my ass. Indeed. Yeah, the Iron Last Man. Airbender. But that was that? That wasn't a comic book. That was an anime. Is that okay? Yeah, so we'll that, throw that, that one. Okay. Out. So yeah, and I saw Predators on the list. That's not a no Predators plural. But yeah, it's yeah not, but it was but originally a, a movie book. before a comic. Yeah, that book. wasn't a comic. He's book. too young. He's yeah. he needs to shut up. Oh. And, and he also had Iron Man two and three, which while not great movies, yeah, they were, were not. Good. Well, if he doesn't, no, he's, no. he's allowed to not like them. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, because um, yeah, he's a DC fanboy. Like. Right. Now, this, I don't remember seeing this. Has anybody seen this Justice League of America TV movie? I have. How I, bad was it? It was so much fun, but it was bad. But I think Adam West and Burt Ward played Batman and Robin. No, no, in you're, it. you're oh, thinking yeah. of Challenge of the Super, uh, the Legend of the Superheroes. Isn't that the, I think the one that the was hosted thing. by Ed McMahon? No, this is so, to, something totally different. That's you're, what you're talking about. It's totally different. Oh, I've okay. seen I've seen the trailer for it on YouTube. It's campy and silly. But the one you're thinking of is is Legend of the Superheroes, where it had like Ed McMahon was like hosting it, and they had all the superheroes like on a panel. No, I'm talking about one that was more of a had an adventure storyline. It was like a regular story. I right, well, thought. It was it's either, so long, dude. I was eight years old. Either I don't way, remember. it's made for TV, so yeah. we'll stick to movies. That's here. true. So Brad, the, the, the else? first the first Hulk, the one directed by Ang Lee. I wouldn't put that in the worst category. No. It's not a great movie by any means. I but. mean, compared to compared to the Ruffalo Hulk, it's oh it's yeah, just yeah. so far down. Yes, that's I wasn't comparison. sure. I you know I personally Hulk and Spider Man are my favorite, so I wouldn't put them on my list. And even though it was horrible, I was it was a big it was a guy went crazy, turned green, 
it was fine. Nick Nolte needs a, a fucking enema, but that's another story. Um, I don't know. Have we have we missed anything? Could Rich, there possibly been something any on so your horrible? list that we didn't talk about? I think we covered them all. All right, my list. All right. Well, I guess we can wrap this sucker up then. Okay, that's another right. one in the can, folks. Uh, this is Comic Experience Sci-Fi for Mike Myers. Mike, Mark. M- Mark. Whoever Michael, you are. Michael Mike Myers, Myers Jason Voorhees, <laughs> Freddy Krueger, <laughs> and Norman episode. Bates signing off. <laughs> wow. I guess I guess the alcohol content of this beer is actually higher than 3-2. Hooray. Somebody call me an Uber. Indeed. Mark <laughs> Myers. <laughs> thank you, Mark. Nick Moretti. Thank you for being here, Nick. We miss you. Uh, Richie Rollins, Denver on the boards. This is Brad Levin for Comic Experience Sci-Fi. Don't forget to go to ableideas.com and buy some fucking comic books and keep us going. Or if you want to be a sponsor, give us a call. We'll be happy to shout out anything you want for money. That's us. (laughs) Money. Subscribe to our YouTube channel too, you motherfuckers. Bye. I am the greatest. (laughs)